Mahomes, timing route, down the sideline, it's caught, touchdown! Brady pumps, looking for Brown deep, and throwing for Brown. He's got it at the 30, the 20, the 10, the Patriots have won! Okay, welcome back to another week of Touchdown with Tom and Will, episode four of the season. No, wait, it's episode three, isn't it? Because we're reviewing week three. It's episode four. Of the, oh, yeah, because we predicted the first one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay, welcome back to Touchdown with Tom and Will, episode... <laughs> You're leaving okay. that in. You're leaving that in. <laughs> okay, Will's well, gone absolutely mental. <laughs> He's currently locked down in his room. We're looking at Zoom. He's got towels over his window. He's shirtless with his this gamer headset on. And he's going absolutely bonkers. He's fucked the intro. Will, mate, yeah, okay. how are you doing? Oh, Tom. Um, so last week, we weren't quite as crisp on the microphones because we were over Zoom again because Tom shared a car with someone that might have tested positive, et cetera, et cetera. Now my housemate has tested positive, so we're back, we're back onto consistent Zoom calls. It's looking like a 17-day isolation for me because of the way all the 14, whatever, works out. I'm not coping well. Um, <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at bloody Asda, Morrison's deliveries. Um, um, yeah, I'm sitting pretty pathetically topless in my room. This wasn't how I expected to spend my uh, October. Um, yeah, but that, that's how it is. Luckily, though, we have a lot of football to watch, a lot of football highlights to watch. Uh, that will get us through and thank God that there is sport back in general otherwise I don't know what I'd be doing and FIFA's out next week so there are some positives <laughs> uh, to look forward to will I be spending money on FIFA points? Stay tuned um, <laughs> but we, we might as well go straight into the week three results Tom because it was another great week of football um, it wasn't quite as predictable as we said it would be uh, last week and I think the game we want to start with which we said would be the best game and it, it still was I reckon um, was the Ravens versus the Chiefs. And we've already disagreed a little bit, or at least you've told me that my take that I sent you, you obviously withheld your response to the podcast um, on how this game went. The Chiefs beat the Ravens 34-20 to in what I expect was a fairly dominant performance, even though they may have only won one quarter of the game um, in terms of like actually got more points than the Ravens. 34-20. to Now, I saw a Colin Cowherd take on this, which was that the gap between Mahomes and Lamar is widening in the sense that uh, his, his description was that Mahomes is on like an escalator going up and up and up and up getting better and better and Lamar is good but he's on like an airport travelator where he's good but he's not, get, <laughs> not getting better now I do not buy this at all okay he's playing against one of the best teams of football the reigning Super Bowl champions they score 20 points yes he doesn't have his best game he only throws for about 100 yards but I just don't buy that the gap is widening so much when they're such different quarterbacks also if it is widening is it not just that Lamar is kind of a top 10 quarterback in this league, undeniable. And Mahomes is completely generational and one year older than Lamar. What, what do you think, Tom? See, I think that's, that's, so that's an important point to bear in mind, is that yeah. like, it's so difficult to compare these quarterbacks. And um, Monday night sort of highlighted how much Mahomes is in a different league to everyone else right. in the whole of the NFL. So yeah, I agree with you on that point, that Mahomes is definitely on an escalator. Like, he just is getting better and better and better and will continue to do so the more that he plays in big games, the more that he plays football. So he's only in, what, his fourth proper year in the NFL? Yeah. And didn't even play most of his first year. So yeah. it's, it's remarkable. But that's not saying that Lamar Jackson is remarkable. My, my point is that Lamar Jackson is not getting better in the big games. So right. he actually 
he, got, he made the playoffs as a rookie, uh, lost in the playoffs that year, having taken the job from Joe Flacco. And it was a bit like, okay, you can excuse him for that because he's coming late. It's sort of a new offense. He's still a rookie, blah, blah, blah. Last year, they made it to the playoffs. Arguably one of the best teams. They blew it. And in both those playoff games, Lamar looked really frazzled, looked like he really wasn't up to much. He's played the Chiefs three times and lost three times against the AFCs. Those two are sort of the two teams that you'd say. Uh, sorry, Tom. How many teams have beaten the Chiefs in those months? Huh? How many teams have beaten the Chiefs in those months? Yeah, but still, he's had three attempts. <laughs> and for a great quarterback, I think he should be doing better. Listen, yeah. against the Chiefs, he's had a 51% completion rate against any other team he has 66 and a half is at his touchdowns he's thrown six touchdowns for three interceptions against the chiefs in three games every other every other t- game he's only ever played throwing nine interceptions except for in those three games yeah so like a because, third of his total a quarter of his total interceptions have all come against the chiefs yes the chiefs are by far the best team in the nfl now but I wonder how much the Ravens, sort of the weapons that the Ravens have on defense and the sort of the ability they have on offense as well with the clever run game that they have might be sort of elevating Lamar to a sort of level that he doesn't quite deserve just yet. Oh, I tell you what, though, he was fun to watch him run. He was fun to watch. That, that's my other point is that when you look at the passing yards, yes, you've got Mahomes with about 400 and Lamar with 97. But then Lamar also did rush for 80. And I think Ingram hasn't had a great season so far. I say this, he's in my fantasy team and has let me down week after week. <laughs> so I'm particularly aware of that. But I think Lamar does have a huge amount of the running game on his shoulders. So he has a lot more to think about as a quarterback because not only does he have to do the throwing game, and his throwing game wasn't great, I'll admit that, but a lot of the plays involve him running as well. So the amount of the plays that rely on Lamar being successful for this team it's so high, still at young age. Look, undeniably, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL at the moment. And it's tough that the Ravens have had to, He's already faced them three times with the Ravens. Do I think the gap is widening? I'm not sure that's quite fair. And if it is, it's only because Mahomes is getting better to such, in, at such an incredible rate. I mean, you remember he said last year, he said he didn't really read defences yeah. until halfway through last year. I mean, that's incredible. But if that's true, then maybe Lamar can't read defences yet. I mean, <laughs> like... <laughs> you can you can you can make that argument. Maybe it does take a, lo- a long time. You know, to make, takes twenty games to really probably be able to read defense to, ex- to the extent that Patrick Mahomes now can. But yeah, okay. I think we're both somewhere in the middle. I think Collins' take was a bit too extreme because that's how he gets his views. Yeah. But 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 sure, Lamar doesn't have the rushing game. Isn't enough to make up for his throwing. I don't know discrepancies in, in terms of though, how far he's Mahomes. I would say though, he does look. You watch the highlights from the game on Monday. And he looks frazzled. He looks he does. all over he does. the place. And it's, it's like, who is this guy? Whereas Mahomes, it's, yes, he's got... I'd say they've got a similar team, though, you know, like around them yeah. <laughs> in terms of ability. Mahomes is composed in the pocket. He stays in. He makes big-time throws. He sort of carries the team. Whereas Lamar looked all over the place. And I really think the Ravens have a problem with chasing. I think they really struggle when they have to chase the game and they have to rely on Lamar's arm as opposed to his legs. Because, yet, yeah, there's no denying that his run game is superb. And it was fun watching him run. Do you, do you give any credit to Andy Reid? quickly like that. Do you give any credit to Andy Reid? I mean, obviously, one of the best coaches in football. Do you think he might have just worked him out? But John Harbaugh other is also sort of one of the best coaches in the no, NFL. Yeah, agreed. agreed. I don't know, Andy Reid has dialed up some absolutely beautiful plays for Monday night, though. 
Yeah. Oh no, he did. Unbelievable sort of shovel pass. That was beautiful. Holmes to um, Sherman, the tight the fullback. Yeah. Who doesn't? They don't know score. And then he threw to Fisher, which is an offensive lineman. And funnily enough, Fisher is what the first number one overall pick to score a receiving touchdown in something like twenty odd years. Wow. <laughs> fun stat. Yeah, good stat. Good stat. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was an entertaining game. The Chiefs won their three, the Ravens won two. The Ravens are still going to win that division, I believe. Um, I really wouldn't rule him out. Lamar, yeah, he's got a long way to go. But look, if he can be MVP in his second year and he's still got a lot to learn, think of the potential he still has. The idea that he's not a travelator this early in his career, I can't buy. Uh, and, that, and that's what frustration about Collins take. But that's the game we're going to start with. That's the game that was the kind of game of the week. We called it before. It definitely was. Chiefs looking very commanding in this league. No hangover. But then we're kind of going to breeze a little bit, Drew Brees, through the next few games. Why don't we start with Drew Brees and the Saints? Because they lost 37-30 to 30 from the Packers. The Packers, I think we slammed the Packers, I think, after the draft for not picking up more offensive weapons. And what have they done? They've scored 122 points in the first three weeks. And Rodgers has never looked so comfortable in his career. And maybe their GM, whose name I want to get right, Brian Gutkunst, knew... You really want way. to get that one right. <laughs> I really want to get one right. Don't want a, a Jeremy Hunt incident. Uh, got, you know, maybe got it completely right. And we were all wrong about this because the Packers are looking very, very good. The Saints, all I'd say, is that Drew Brees is getting a lot of critique right now. They're saying, is, yeah. is he past it? Is he what it was before? Now, I'll admit, I didn't watch the whole game. And you may have seen highlights that proved me wrong. But when I look at 288 yards, no interceptions, three touchdowns, and about an 85% pass completion, it doesn't give me that idea. But maybe they are limited. Well, so there's, there's two points to that, that statement there, Will. First one that I'll tackle is the, um, the, the slamming that we gave the Packers in the yeah. off-season. Um, I, I honestly think we were right still. I do not really? think we were really? wrong. I think we were right to slam them. They, if they take, instead of a third-string backup quarterback, if they take an offensive weapon in the first round or a yep. wide receiver in the second round, then we are talking about one of the best teams that can go and really challenge a team like the Chiefs. They are looking so hot at the moment. Aaron Rodgers is playing so well. They've had this, again, we spoke of a home thing, a generational quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a similar type of talent, even sort of paving the way for the likes of Mahomes to come into the league and tear it up. But if the Packers had just done a better offseason, they would be, and they are almost obliterating every team they play, but even on a bigger level, they're so good. They were so close last year. They yeah. were just one forty nine ers game away from the Super Bowl. And then they picked up the third string quarterback. What the Dude. hell? Like, I think we were right to slam them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could say that. What do you think about Drew Brees, though? Because I, I'm not sure where I stand. I've always been a big lover of Drew Brees. Always thought the comparison to him or Tom Brady. I think he's actually had more in the years that I've watched the game, um, despite Tom Brady obviously having the rings to, to trump that statement. Do you think he's passed it already? Oh, it's so hard to say because he is such like a legend and he holds like yeah. all these records, most touch, t- thrown touchdowns, most passing yards as most well. Most passing yards, yep, yep. Yep, so he's, he's got all these records. But the last two games that he's played, people have started to really criticise mostly the sort of distance that he's been throwing the ball. Yeah. He's started throwing and it's become incredibly obvious. It's sort of one of those moments that when, when someone says something, and the glass is smashed, and you can't unsee it. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Another example. When you say, like, oh, have you seen that Will twitched his left eye? And yeah. I'm like, no, I haven't. And then now someone said it. I can't unsee it. 
Mm. Someone said to me, he was like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw the ball over 10 yards. And he just doesn't. Now I've seen it. Drew, Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees. Brees yeah. Yeah. certainly does. Um, yeah. Drew Brees, he just sort of dumps it off, drops it off. And it's just really um, disabling the Saints and restricting their ability to go down the pitch. I think we'll talk about Josh Allen in a minute, but he's got the ability, obviously completely different comparing this guy in his third year to this all-time legend. But the reason that they were able to do this amazing comeback they're about to talk about this, this week was the yeah. fact that Josh Allen could sling it 39 yards. Yeah. And up they go and he's sling it another 30 yards. You have the Saints on third and 30, which the, the Bills were. Yeah. There's absolutely no hope for them. Yeah, true. And we saw that with Mahomes as well. He had a third and 16, I think, that he very easily converted to a touchdown pass. Um, I've just done some quick maths as well. It said that, that so Drew Brees' average throw this week was about 10 yards. Aaron Rodgers is about 14. Patrick Mahomes is 13. And that difference over the span of 20 or 30 throws is a lot of passing yards in terms of if they had the same number of attempts, but that much different every single time is a huge difference in terms of first downs, second downs. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that definitely does show in terms of the stats backing up. So a big win for the Packers there, 3-0. and um, We are going to try and do brief few games, but me and Tom have so much to say as usual. Uh, you mentioned the Bills, Rams, and Josh Allen. Oh, the Rams come all the way back in this game from 21-3 at halftime to I think being up 32-28, I think. Yeah. And then with 15 seconds to go for the second week in a row, Josh Allen completes a big pass, big touchdown under pressure to go 3-0 with the Bills. I'm really impressed by the Bills this year. And we said this would be a kind of game to really you know, judge them even early on in the season. And they proved it again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Josh Allen is proving himself in the big games as well. He really yep. stepped up. And he just, he's just got the ability to sling it, doesn't he? he just absolutely yep. it. And he also is a brave man. You see, he fended off Aaron Donald running full pace at him. Yeah. It was incredible. Yep, which is a, which is a, point, a point where I would duck down and kind of accept the hospital bed at that point. So, well, exactly. Um, no. But Josh, Josh Allen is not afraid of anyone. And I actually think from his generation of quarterbacks, he's up there now with Lamar Jackson as the most he's impressive. Close, he? He's getting close. And he's completely, yep. different, completely different play. He's my fantasy quarterback. He's doing absolute bits for me. So yep. I, I'm very glad about that. Right now, I think we've had three focused games. Yep. Breeze through the results. We've got lots to talk about in the previous section. Yeah, let's start at the top of our sheet that we've got there. So the Jaguars uh, losing to the Dolphins 31-13, quite convincingly. Uh, Magic Minshew wasn't really there in that game. Uh, the Eagles and Bengals drew 23-23. Very rare for a draw in the NFL, but overtime couldn't separate them. Uh, I think, was it Joe Burrow that said it's not a win? Um, that's all that matters for us. It's not a win. We're looking for wins. Um, but obviously still an improvement for the Bengals who have lost so many games over the last two years. Um, and the Eagles, I mean, really not looking very good. No, not looking very good at all. And Carson Wentz is regressing. If you talk about yeah. Jackson, yeah. Travelator, he's on a, an escalator going down or a fire yeah. hole, I would say. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. sliding. Three interceptions. I think it's the, he's the only quarterback to have multiple interceptions in the first three games. Yeah. He's not yeah really not looking good there. And the, uh, the Eagles still on this kind of slightly long Super Bowl hangover um, from their magical ride. Now, a guy that was part of that magical ride was Nick Foles, who is undoubtedly the best backup yeah. <laughs> in, in football. Now, Atlanta, they're still, okay, I'll say it, they're still my dark horse, but they're making it harder and harder for me because in this game, they were up 26-10 in the third quarter before Nick Foles jumps in and puts an unbelievable performance of the Bears. I think he scores three touchdowns, Nick Foles, by himself. Yeah, 188 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and somehow come back. So the Bears win 30-26, to 26, 
over Atlanta. The, the Falcons now going Norton three for the first time in 13 seasons. Um, I don't know who's the starting quarterback for the Bears next week. I'm guessing it's Nick Foles now. I think they've actually named him, haven't they? Nick Foles is now the starting quarterback uh, from next week for the Bears. And that was always going to come, I think. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. They're paying him a lot of money and they just need an excuse to do it. And this was it. He was yeah. saying, undoubtedly the best backup quarterback in football. And in Stanley's story, the best 0-3 team in the Falcons and the worst 3-0 team in the Bears there. Yep, definitely, definitely. I wonder how many, I wonder how many quarterbacks have been dropped having gone 2-0 like Mitchell Trubisky has. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, although he did, you know, in, in way more time on the field than Nick Foles, more time on the field than Nick Foles, he threw less touchdowns and less yards. Uh, the Browns beat the Washington football team who are looking pretty dire. Um, at the moment and we kind of said the Browns had to win that we always say they had to win but they definitely had to win that yeah. um, and that's what they did the Vikings Titans uh, we're going to talk about the Titans in the halftime show but the Vikings are not in three I believe now um, and Tannehill and Derek Henry are really looking very strong with the Titans Look at coming straight from where they finished last year yeah no looking really good the Titans uh, a strong team and in a division which is really unstable with the Texans playing pretty badly again another Another good 0-3 team, in my opinion. Um, the Jaguars, obviously, being a bit of a write-off. And who's the other team in that division? Uh, the Titans, the Jaguars, the uh, Bucks. No, no, not Bucks, obviously. Colts. Uh, what did you say? Colts. Colts, yeah. Colts, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, they, uh, I think they're anyone's guess at the moment. So, I think the Titans are doing really well. Fun little fact for you, a little thing. Goskowski, who missed, I think, three kicks, legendary oh, yeah. kicker, missed three kicks in the first game, has switched to going sockless. Mm. And, he's, uh, and he's kicked, obviously, the winning field goal here. And he says that's the secret. If, if things, something's not going right, you should you change something. And if that starts working and keep to it, that's what he says. The, um, the Colts, well, they blew out the Jets. Uh, um, I was not happy about that. Uh, we uh, a I was just more about the Jets. We are, sadly. I was, I was despairing a bit on Sunday night, and uh, in my despair, I may have had a couple of drinks, and I just messaged Tom saying that we're banning the Jets from this show for three weeks. Um, well, I don't think he's in favour of doing that, but yeah, 36-7, the Jets After are the worst team in football. The Jets are the worst team in American sports, literally, right now. <laughs> um, undoubtedly. Moving straight on, the Cardinals, now, we didn't see this coming. The Cardinals did lose 26-23 to the Cardinals, and a bit of a, um, a wake-up call. Uh, sorry, the Lions. What did I say? The Cardinals lost 26-23 to the Cardinals. Nice. Yeah. The Cardinals <laughs> lost 26-23 to the Detroit Lions, uh, the least talked about team on the show. Uh, and a bit of a wake-up call for Kyle Murray who threw three interceptions in this game. Yeah, no, he just got found a little bit wanting. Um, and that's the difference between the likes of him and Russell Wilson is the yeah. consistency. And that's something that he's just going to have to learn. Um, yeah. The it was Cardinals, gonna, I think, it was up at some point. Um, we never picked them as going to go and absolutely obliterate everybody. No, no. I mean, it's all. I think it's all still part of a rebuild and part of a learning curve for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think Hopkins had some incredible stat though, like five interceptions in the game for the twenty-something in a row. Um, he is still wow. such a reliable target for any team that has him, and it makes it seem even madder and madder that the Texans let him go. Uh, the Giants tried to play against the beat-up 49ers, but Nick Munns was having none of that backup tag. Um, and they won 35-9 or 36-9. My phone's very blurry here. 36-9 uh, against the Giants. The Giants probably the second uh, worst team in football, but they are the best team in New York. So there you go. <laughs> it's very uh, close, though, to who Because, fuck me, if you can't score a touchdown against basically so, the 49ers scout team, then... Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking fucked, aren't you? Because yeah. 
this 49ers team were they literally someone tweeted all their injuries and it literally was it could be their starting like starting 11 like honestly yeah. it was ridiculous the amount of players that they're missing um, and they got a job done, fair play to Nick Mullins. Yeah. Not well, that me, game to come into, though, I think, with the Giants being Yeah, caught. me and you did say last week that the fact that the three games they had, I can't remember the next two, but they weren't, they weren't too bad either. They got quite lucky. Uh, the injuries had to land at any point in the season. Week three, four, and five was probably the best period, and they get them back by their tough games, and they've got the Green Bay, they've got the Saints, they've probably got Kansas or Baltimore as well in week kind of seven, eight, and nine. They get the players back by then, that's when they'll need them, seriously. They probably didn't need them against the Giants, as they showed. The Patriots are good. Yeah, and and the Raiders had a bit of a wake up call from their kind of blasting start. They shut down Darren Waller, my tight end, my fancy tight end, who did bits for me last week. And in classic Bill Belichick fashion, they planned for him, they looked at him, and they completely shut him down to some terribly small number of yards. Um, and Cam Newton, even though he gave himself a C grade, I think for his performance, um, is looking very comfortable in that Patriots jersey. I thought of a fun new section for the show. Yep. We, we nailed it or we got screwed. So we, <laughs> we have two little, three little maybe things we talk about that we absolutely nailed um, our takes. We, we nailed the, let's say, the Packers blowing a chance in the offseason. And we completely got screwed on the Patriots because we got this so wrong. They're yep. looking really hot. Cam's looking good. And he's looking hungry for victories. On to the Steelers-Texans. I, this is a team, the Steelers, I don't know whether they're good or not. And no. I don't know why the Texans are so bad as well. Um, the Steelers won 28-21 um, in a game that I didn't watch. But it's interesting that the Steelers are playing well, considering another team we sort of slept on. Um, yeah, we, we, we slept on them. We forgot, I think because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't around last year, we kind yeah. of forgot how good he was. And James Conner also went for 100 rushing yards. Um, the Texans just, just look like they're wasting Deshaun Watson's talent. I mean, that's the biggest shame. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really good. And they also haven't really got a running game at the moment. Sean Watson ran for one attempt. David Johnson had 13 attempts for only 23 yards, um, which kind of tells you all you need to know about maybe how good the Pittsburgh defense was in this game uh, as well. But anyway, yeah, win for the Steelers. They are 3-0, and should not be slept on at all. The Panthers won a game. Wow. Yeah. The Panthers won a game, 21-16. I think their first win in 12, 13. No, no, no. The, the Detroit Lions, we discussed who had the longest losing streak. The Detroit, Detroit Lions ended their 11-game losing streak with a win. Yeah. The Panthers were in their 11th game. Oh, there you go. So they had 10 losses and they won this game against the Chargers. 21-16 to the Panthers. Seahawks-Cowboys is a game I thought we'd talk about more, but in essence... What I've written here is Russell Wilson isn't human. I mean, he's thrown 14 touchdowns in three weeks. He, even Aaron Rodgers is playing well, Patrick Holmes is playing well. I still think Russell Wilson is the hottest player in the NFL right now. I called him out as MVP last week. I'll stick to that right now. Um, and the stat here where he is 12-2 and two in one possession game shows how clutch he is. That's since 2019. So it doesn't matter how close the Seahawks take it. I remember last year we said they were really close in so many of their games. It doesn't matter how close it goes. You can just have so much faith that him with Lockett, with Metcalf, will get them over the line. And the Cowboys often lose in those tight games. They won one last week. They lost it this week, 38-31 to the Seahawks. Anything on that, Tom? It's, it's quite a predictable loss, I think. Like, Cowboys yeah. aren't quite there. I think they maybe sort of covered up for a few of their frailties last week with that dramatic victory. Um, mm. And they basically got undone against Seahawks, who, despite it only being a one-possession game, looked by far the better team on the evening. <laughs> yep. Tell you by far the better team uh, in this game. The Buccaneers beat the Broncos <laughs> 28-10. You called out Russell Wilson as being a future MVP. My future MVP, Drew Locke, is su- stuck in the injury. injury <laughs> yep. 
Jeff Driscoll couldn't uh, couldn't come up against Tom Brady in the way that he'd hoped. This Buccaneers defense, though, we've spoken a lot yeah. about the offense. They are robust, to say mm. the least. The Broncos, who are, like to think they're a good running team with Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, got absolutely nowhere, absolute shutdown. And the Buccaneers, they are looking properly good, which is exciting. That they had all this hype. First game wasn't quite there with the Saints, and now the Saints get into their stride. Yep, Tom Brady looks extremely comfortable. He had a classic 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interception game for him. What you know you're going to get from him, Fournette putting some yards again. Um, and you just, look, you just look again through the receiving core. You've got Godwin, O.J. Howard, Gronkowski had a few receptions this time, 50 yards. Sean McCoy, I mean, Fournette had some receptions. They just look very, very good. So, excited to see how far they can take their team this season. And that gets through last week's roundup. We always say we're going to get in five minutes and never manage to, but that's because there is so much to talk about always. Um, the halftime show is always, always a little bit COVID-related. And once again, it kind of is because, Tom, I think you've seen, and I saw the headline, the Titans have returned some positive tests, the bastards. So, yeah, this is it. So, as COVID reaps its way through not only the world, not only Fallowfield, yeah. it's now found its fingers inside the NFL. We talked about before the season started about how they're sort of going to protect the players, the technology involved in sort of the track and tracing, which is on another level, especially compared to the sort of shit that we have to deal with here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so some tests have come back. So it's a couple of Titans playing players and a few of their sort of non-playing staff have come back positive. Um, both teams, so this is after the Vikings game. So there's a real worry now that who, they might be infected the Vikings team. The players haven't been revealed yet. And both teams in the subsequent days, so what we are now Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday, both of them stopped all football related activities in the office or yeah. at the at the what, what are they called at their grounds at their training, yeah, training grounds yeah they, they didn't come into work the players and the, the staff the admin and people were in because they're and so now they're trying to do lots more tests obviously but also using they have this technology where they all basically wear like a it's like a watch essentially right uh, and it basically tracks who you're nearby so that if a test does come back as positive they can use the data from the watch to sort of pinpoint who needs to be put into isolation and whatnot. The plan is for the Vikings and the Titans to still play their scheduled games this week, right. which is insane, considering that not only is there COVID now in the camps, and we know how quickly it spreads, um, but also the fact that they've had two days not training. And I know quite a few teams have sort of Monday off, having played on a Sunday, so maybe one day is understandable mm. but Tuesday and then with all this sort of worry hanging over them it's not hardly the ideal circumstances to be planning and preparing for a new game this weekend well the possible solution is to play it on Monday night to try and give them a little bit more time yeah. to get ready and do all the testing so they have to do that as well they have to get the tests out it's yeah. a logistical nightmare and it could become a real problem yeah I think I think it's really scary that makes way to the NFL. I thought it was pretty surprising, actually, we got this far um, without any significant tests. Obviously, we've seen in the Premier League, you've got things like, you know, West Ham's manager and two players get tested. They lead the pitch pretty much, and they keep playing on. That seems to be doing okay. Obviously, we had Lace Orient with the whole team outbreak. But, yeah, if it makes way to, into the NFL, it's impossible to see how it won't spread extremely quickly. 
you know, we keep reading about how accurate are these tests. I mean, I've obviously experienced tests the last couple of days. What are these, like how many false negatives, false positives? It's all a bit mad. Um, I know they do two tests uh, whenever they get tested over there. So slightly more accurate. But yeah, I mean, if it makes way to the NFL, I'll be really, really sad if this season takes a hit. But it looks like they're just going to plow on as much as they can. But also um, the, difference, the difference between, let's say, football or soccer in the UK yep. and the Premier League is I generally think like, if you keep to the rules, if both teams keep to the rules, it's going to be quite hard, actually, to catch it. Okay, you are running around. The, apart from corners, let's say, you're trying to be away yeah, from other yeah. players. Whereas in the NFL, there's not only 100 players on the sidelines. Yeah. It's not like in, the, in, in soccer, in the Premier League, where they're all dotted around the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're literally all on the sideline. And then every single player, bar maybe a safety until he makes a tackle, has his face in the other person's face. Yep. Breathing and Fleming. You know what I mean? Like yep. exhaling rapid fire COVID. Um, I just think, I think it's just the breeding ground for this pandemic to sort of spread through. It's the sport, that and rugby. And you can see in the UK, we've had no amateur rugby. Well, amateur rugby has been cancelled until yep. January. Um, so soccer, football... I can see it spreading less quickly, but American yes. football, I can't see that happening at all. Like, uh, it's amazing more people in the Titans haven't test positive. Yeah, no, it is, it is really amazing. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's our slightly depressing halftime show. <laughs> um, important news and relevant. And if the NFL closes down, at least we addressed it. But yeah, hopefully. Go on, yeah, Tom. It's a bit interesting. I'll tell you something that is relatively fun and. Um, Complete a complete sidetrack, which we quite like to do during these halftime shows. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your housemate he does a K-pop podcast, doesn't he? He does. He does. I am into BTS. You I are. <laughs> fucking love them. Honestly, I've spent a good portion of my last twenty-four hours learning Jimin, Jungkook, Jin, uh, Sugar. You're uh, not even Say again. You're not even in isolation. Why are you doing hey, this? Honestly, I absolutely love them. And they are just preaching positivity. Yeah. They released their song Dynamite. Well, probably not very recently, actually. But yeah. <laughs> it was definitely in September. And I heard it on the radio last weekend. And I was like, this is just what I need. Yeah. And I was like, right, who the fuck are these BTS blokes? And obviously, they're all over YouTube. Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny, funny you bring that up, Tom, because... Uh... If you if you take a good take a good YouTube search of British students react to K-pop, what you will find is me and a few of my other freshers. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four years ago, sitting in this housemate's uh, uh, halls room back in Shevin, back in uh, in Fallowfield, uh, reacting to some BTS, I believe. Wow. Uh, about four years ago, that video's got about three hundred thousand views. If you want to check no that out, Tom. I'm After this, when, when you get a moment, uh, there we go. You can promote that a little bit. Get me some income. I joke. I didn't get any income off that video. <laughs> should have got. Should have got a cut. Uh, but there we go. K-pop. Maybe that can be our next. We'll get Dylan involved to to teach us some things. Oh uh, mate, I'm all in for it. Honestly, I gave my brother a crash course, 15 minute crash course in K-pop um, <laughs> before he went to work just now. Uh, well, not even K-pop. I'm just I'm just BTS right now. I haven't even expanded to the other uh, artists and groups. Oh, Black, Black Pink, you've got to get to. Um, I heard about them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is BTS's big rival as well? It's BTS or... Um, Another three-letter group. Yes, uh, EXO. EXO is their, their big rivals, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, that, yeah, that is... yeah, yeah. Because Dylan, Dylan could never, uh, my housemate, he was never allowed to say on his channel who he preferred because it would divide his entire fan base uh, oh, if, he, if he made a statement on that one. So, yeah, 
it's a whole world. Our fan base by covering like Korean baseball or something like that. Like, well, I did spend a bit of lockdown. The Asian market somehow. I did spend a large amount of lockdown gambling on Korean baseball. So if you want to get into the NC Dinos or the Samsung Lions, uh, I'm sure I can talk you through it. Anyway, we we, we digress. <laughs> we digress. That was a good <laughs> halftime show. That's a halftime show. Uh, but we must we must talk some more football. And sadly, the football that Thomas hires us to start with is the Norton Free Jets against the Norton Free Broncos on Thursday <laughs> night. So it must be the worst Thursday night uh, game of this season so far and probably all year. Um, I don't know what to say about this, to be honest. Neither of them is going to make the playoffs. That's pretty much decided. Um, Houston did do it last year, starting Norton Free, but that was the, first, the only time that had happened, I believe, this century. Um, is Sam Donald being let down by Adam Gase and the really boring offense and the fact that his running back is 37-year-old Frank Gore and that his best wide receiver was traded away over the summer? Is or, that a question? Like, <laughs> or, is, or is he just not very good? I, I, I fail to believe that he's not very good. Every, every game he shows a glimpse of how good he can be, but then he's just so lacking in weapons. Yes, he throws interceptions. Yes, he's only got a, a higher yards per attempt ranking than Joe Burrow and Carson Wentz, two players having exactly had a great start at the moment. And yes, he's in the same division that Josh Allen, who was drafted at the same time behind him, is doing so well. But I just think that Josh Allen's been helped year on year by his GM and his backroom, whereas Sam Donald's just been inhibited every single time. And it's so frustrating. And now it's like, let's say they do end up with number one draft pick, right? Which is really like quite possible right now. Do they take Trevor? Like, would, it, would it be crazy to pass up on Trevor? Because he's been seen as a generational talent, more so than Sam Donald. Sam Donald's not working out. Do they take Trevor? I mean, do they drop Sam Darnold because Joe Flacco is there in the wings, but he's currently got a neck injury, so he's not even fit. <laughs> like, also, then you look to the Broncos, you know, a team that you bigged up so much. What do they do? I mean, they've just brought in Blake Bortles. Is he going to be the new backup? Because the current one's clearly not working out. Sorry, I've forgotten his name. The current Jake backup. Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll. Yep. I mean, so I don't know. This is a terrible a game. I highlighted this because I just saw it and I burst out laughing. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what the advert for this game is on American TV. No. Like, two of the worst teams in football do battle on Thursday night. Prime time. You get to watch Jeff Driscoll against, yeah, the no one of the Jets. The big yeah. question here, you're right, is if, does, if the Jets are really bad, do they take Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. I think the Jets are undoubtedly the worst team in the NFL at the moment. The big yeah. problem for the Jets is that they have been for about 10 years yeah. up there as the worst team in the NFL. I can't, I would love for you to tell me the last time they were out of the top five picks. Like, yeah. And they still haven't got it right. Yeah, no, um, a, a long time. And I think when they lost Jamal Adams, that was the last hope. Not that he obviously was going to win games for them, but that was the last bit. The Jets could hold on to the fact they had one of the, there was one position where they had a player who was kind of top six to eight in his position, like guaranteed. I think Jamal is higher than that, but one position where they could cling on to. And now they don't. And I'm looking at this prediction that's been made by a kind of big sports website. And Broncos are technically three-point favourites, uh, but they've still been predicted to win 31-13. And they're beat up with a backup quarterback. That's how bad the Jets <laughs> are. Like, it's, it, it's so sad to see. I mean, it's sad to see for Donald. I do feel like Donald's been let down. I think Adam Gase is unbelievably boring. I think trading away the best wide receiver, replacing the guy that's now injured, giving him a 37-year-old running back, 
I mean, oh, it's it's so depressing right now. But yeah, you said it last time I spoke to you about it. Like, I think Sam Darnold's going to end up leaving the Jets. He's only one year away from having to sort of sign a proper contract, you know. Yeah, I feel so sorry for him because he's just been shafted with this awful organization and probably won't get paid as much as he should have done. Think about people like Josh. He really won't. He's going to get paid a lot. R.I.P. Josh Rosen, but. Sam Darnold's going in a similar direction in the sense that it won't be long until the Jets move off him just because quarterbacks yeah. are so expensive. So yeah. bringing in Trevor, if anything, saves money. That saves so much money. Yeah. Oh, you can get Trevor on a four-year rookie deal and not have to pay Darnold? I mean, it's a serious option. Yeah, well, it is. They've got right now. the only option, to be honest, because then they can, at least then, well, you say, and then they can get weapons, but they don't. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, um, but if that does happen, I really hope Sam Darnold goes somewhere where he can see, succeed. I really hope that the team then supports Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I just think it's so dysfunctional right now. And actually, Joe Douglas is the one guy I don't critique. Because, okay, Robbie Adamson, I think he wanted out. Uh, I think they still failed to get a, a proper wide receiver to replace him. But I did think they got the Adams trade right. And I did say that. Yeah. But I do think getting Adam Gase in was the wrong choice. Because this whole quarterback whisperer shit has just <laughs> not happened. And I don't think it happened in Miami. And it's not happening here. And also, just to hire the Miami Dolphins coach. Yeah. like. Just doesn't make wait. They didn't succeed. They haven't succeeded in years. I'm sorry. Why do, hire, sense. why do you hire fucking Adam Gase's this quarterback whisperer? He had Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill left and became better. Like yeah, and failed. And you look at the coaches that have moved places since we had him. I mean, Bruce Arians. Like, oh, if he'd come to New York, that'd have been fantastic. But anyway, yeah, depressing. I'd like it if we can move on from that now. Because yeah, so that is Bill's. The well, we have to make our predictions. Will oh, the we worst, do. We worst do. Thursday night football game ever. <laughs> Only because the Broncos are so beat up. <laughs> and because I've said that I'm not going to talk about the Jets for three weeks after this. I will end on predicting them a win. Uh, and there you have the Broncos. And that starts with our three-week ban of the Jets. Yeah. I always not talk about the Jets until I'm out of isolation, which is at least two and a half weeks. <laughs> so uh, that's what we've called. The next game we wanted to talk about was Titans-Steers, which is interesting because the Steers, again, a team we didn't talk about a huge amount. The Titans, who... What, was it, we were like, is it all momentum? You know, the way they finished last year, Tannehill got in the groove and Derek Henry kind of didn't come out of nowhere at all. He's obviously always known as to be a very strong running back, but it came, exceeded his levels he'd ever achieved before in the playoffs at the right time. But they just carried straight on. Um, and it's a matchup of two 3-0 and o teams, I believe. Yeah, well, it's the only matchup of two 3-0 and o teams. So yeah. this is the only game with two... Oh, Patriots, Chiefs, Patriots. Uh, no, Patriots, two and one, one and two, yeah, yeah. two and one. Oh, two yeah. and one yeah. So it's the it's the only game this week with two undefeated teams, and that's why I think it becomes really interesting. I think you raised the point earlier, which is a really, really important one, is that Ben Roethlisberger was out all of last season, so we completely sort of, apart from talking about the duck. The, the Duck Hodges and <laughs> the, the Rudolph instant smacking, getting smacked over the head by um, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Those yeah. are the few times we really talked about the Steelers. And actually, they're playing really well against a team like the Titans, who rely heavily on their run game. The Steelers rely heavily on their run defense. This could be a really interesting matchup. Ben Roethlisberger, with a chance to go up against another undefeated team, we'll be watching for the first time. I'll be paying at least paying attention to what's going on with the Steelers. And they're quietly getting on with being a good team. And we always forget, mostly because I must admit, I wasn't around when the Steelers were great. But the Steelers, like the Patriots, are sort of historically this immense franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, they reached the playoffs 
every single year. I think one of the maddest stats here that I've just found is that they're both 3-0, and sure. But the Steelers currently have the second-ranked defense in terms yeah. of points allowed. The Titans have the 29th-ranked defense that have mm-hmm. gone 3-0, and which is absolutely mental. I want to look at their, their results by week. But effectively, the Titans have had high-scoring games and pulled through. Obviously, they, they won 31-30 to last week. Um, but, you know, they're pulling through. But I do think in this game, the Steelers will prove too strong. Uh, so I'm going to put the Steelers to win this and what should be an entertaining matchup whenever it happens, whether it be Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, the Titans obviously won 16-14, then 33-30, and then 31-30. So you conceded 30 points against the, against the Vikings and the Jags. Not great teams, um, but have gone to 3-0. So their defense obviously has to improve to win this game. But we've both predicted the Steelers to win. I've just seen you put that in our little box. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, the Steelers. Titans, it, well, we just have to see if they play this game. And they obviously haven't had as much time to prepare for it with these last couple of days out. Yep, 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 yep. Is it me or is every Chiefs game exciting? <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought this is the third one where we've been like, we don't want to talk about the Chiefs, but actually we kind of have to talk about the Chiefs uh, because they're facing the Patriots. Uh, obviously, Patriots 2-1, Chiefs 3-0. Uh, both scored a lot of points. Chiefs haven't surprised us. Patriots a little bit, but also they really shouldn't have. Um, that a Bill Belichick team is successful and efficient um, and proving doubters wrong. Um, both had very similar total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, yards per play. I'm looking at the stats. They're very equal all the way through. Kansas City haven't thrown the deception yet. That's mad. <laughs> also, so they're the only team before last week that hadn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Really? Interesting. Yeah, how mad's that? You would not think of them being slow to get off the mark. Nice starters, yeah. Uh, but classic New England, penalties per game, only two, Kansas City six. And New England disciplined. As always, I think this will be a tighter matchup uh, than the Ravens Chiefs game, but not, probably not. They're probably not any less entertaining. Um, with now cams there, I think it could I'm be so very tight. This game, you know, I'm so excited. I think it's yeah. going to pass yet again. It's on way too late for me to it's say. Not, it's not. It's not. It's nice. It's nine. Oh, is that nine hour time? Yeah, nine p.m. our time. Right. Well, I will be watching then. I thought yes. that would be nine p.m. American time, but Google is correct me. It's like when you um. Do you remember back in the day when you used to never know whether to change the time on your phone the night before the clocks went forward or back? Yes. You didn't know whether yes, it would also do it or not. Well, Google has also done it. It's also, also frustrating that Google, because it knows your English, it changes whose name gets read first when you look at these fixtures. So in American help sports, us. In American yeah. sports the, the second team listed, so it's say it's the Patriots at Kansas City, whereas yeah. in England, the home team is always first. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to try and figure out whether Google's spinning you a yarn or not. Yep. Anyway, yep, yep. This game, I'm excited about it because it's time for Bill Belichick to show the world that he doesn't need Tom and he can scheme against the best team. Tom Brady, not Tom Lush. Uh, yeah. I, I, if he needs me, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the time for him to scheme against one of the best teams, undisputedly one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think this is a great opportunity for Bill Belichick, especially with Arrowhead Stadium being empty, Cam playing quite nicely, and even people like your um, old, old Kiel Harry, Kiel Harry, yeah, yeah, Arizona State, Arizona, yep. Arizona State, Arizona State yeah. nicely, and finally coming into his own as a wide receiver. Uh, I'm actually going to predict the Patriots here because I think it's a chance for Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, it's a big call. It's a big call. That, that's a big call. Uh, I like it. I like <laughs> it. I think I, I think Sonny Michelle is an unbelievable start. Um, to his time and actually they're leading the league in rushing So, it's, it's, and obviously Cam Newton contributes to those rushing yards um, but they do it very very strong in the rush game 
uh, in terms of the Chiefs, it's so hard to look past them. That's a massive call to look past the Chiefs. But I think just to keep it entertaining, I'm going to pick the Chiefs where I failed to pick them last week. Uh, no, you picked so them gonna... last week. You let me have them last week. Yeah, I picked the Ravens. Oh, great. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I'll pick the Chiefs again then. <laughs> and that's, in that case, uh, I'll pick the Chiefs because I don't like the Patriots. And uh, I think the Chiefs are just still going to be too good. But it could be a really good game. I love the fact that it's at nine. I'm sure we'll both be watching that and meshing back and forth. And it will be all over the... The socials that we're now launching for real from this week. Uh, now I'm in full isolation. I have nothing else to do but tweet the hell out of anything <laughs> in NFL tweets. We're uh, so instead to, of, the, the problem at the moment is finding an available username to fit yeah. in touchdown with Tom and Will. <laughs> but we will, we will jump that hurdle, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> and then, because now from now on, instead of me just like DMing Tom everything, and then I was talking about it a week later, we can just share it with you guys, which is obviously a far more ideal scenario. Um, so those are our three to talk about games to watch games uh, and then the others we will just mention of course the let's go here we go charges. we're going through it but, quickly yes because Tom has places to be people to see he's still allowed out of the house uh, <laughs> I can be here for hours if you want uh, right. <laughs> Bucks. Show. Let's go. <laughs> yes yes Bucks charges uh, the Bucks are going to go on to be three and one I think the Bucks are very very good that defense was so impressive last week as well as Tom Brady getting into the groove uh, so I'm predicting we both picked in the Bucks to win this uh, I think there's a typo, Tom. You put both charges. Sorry. <laughs> I, think you, I think you mean both bucks to win this game. Texans versus the Vikings. Vikings and Texans. This is not, two, not on three teams. Oh, no, I did not think hell? you'd that at the start of the season. That Super put the Texans outside. and Vikings in the same bracket as Broncos Jets. But surely not. <laughs> um, uh, two very disappointing starts to the season with two far better quarterbacks than Broncos Jets have. Uh, I, I just want the Texans to succeed. So I'm going to pick the Texans to win this one against the Vikings team. It's really, really disappointed. I'm going to go Vikings because oh, okay. I can't understand why they're playing so badly. And I but they weren't lucky last week. That one field goal stopped them getting their first that first win. Um, but obviously, Goskowski took his socks off, and that was enough. <laughs> uh, uh, Panthers, Cardinals. We love the Cardinals on this show, as any regular listener will know. Um, and Kyler Murray, we do love as well. Obviously, had a bit of awakening, a bit of wake up call last week in the loss to the Lions, but I do think the Cardinals will be stronger than the Panthers in this matchup. Yeah, now nah, the, the Panthers, the Panthers uh, secondary and the Panthers defense, we've spoken about how it's uh, not very um, stable at the moment. I'm hoping that Kyler Murray will be able to unlock them a little bit. It is on the road, which is something we don't yeah. really talk about too much now. The crowds aren't there, but they will have to travel, which will yeah. make it more difficult. It's only what a game on the road, which shouldn't be difficult. No. The, the travelating Lamar, uh, yep. <laughs> he's got a chance to put some serious numbers up against the Washington football team. I think we're both going to go Ravens there. There's not a whole lot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Chance for him to really rack up some numbers and put some critics to bed. Lions we, versus- some fancy points for Will as well would be great, Lamar. Thank you very much. <laughs> Lions um, versus Saints. Despite Drew Brees' criticisms, I don't think we can look past the Saints here, Will. Yep, yep, yep. And until we do our halftime Lions show where we both find out who plays for them, uh, we're both going to have to keep backing, <laughs> keep backing any team to beat them. So. I wonder if there'll be, ever be a week. Well, there has to be one week where we, like, I don't know, both pick them or something like that. Like, we're going to do, do some Detroit fun facts one week and we're going to learn, like, who, yeah. But for now, we're both going to pick the Saints to beat them because I do not think Drew Brees is over yet. Uh, Bengals-Jags, this is a big chance for Joe Burrow to get that first win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew found a bit wanting on Thursday night. Um, there's a big question about whether he'll be there sort of future. I think, I think Joe Burrow, it's a great chance for him as well. I think we'll both go for the Bengals here. He looked good against the Eagles. Came up so yeah. close, but so far. 
Exactly, exactly. Dolphins, Seahawks. I do think that Russell Wilson here is just too good. I, I, I think they are the number one team in the NFL right now. I say that. I do say that over the Chiefs. They had a tougher start uh, than the Chiefs playing the Cowboys, playing the uh, who are the Patriots, coming out with two wins in those games. So, yep, Seahawks to win that against the Dolphins. We both put that. The 49ers all beat up against the really underperforming Eagles. Eagles. This is a shit game as well. Yeah, no, it's a shit game. I mean, Nick Mines versus Carson Wentz. It should be it should be an Eagles win, in theory, with the 49ers so beat up. But they couldn't beat the Bengals. The 49ers pretty much walked it against the Giants. Oh, it's quite a hard one to call in a weird way. I don't know, you know. I really just think the Eagles are re- No, you, I can't look past me. Are you going for Eagles? I was going to go Eagles, yeah. No, I think we should both go Eagles. Because I honestly okay. think the 49ers are too beat up. And I think the Eagles just ultimately should be too good for them. They really yep. should. They really, really should. Cowboys-Browns. Cowboys-Browns are quite good they're playing each other because often we waste a lot of time talking about both of their games where they play each other. <laughs> it saves us some airtime. So I'm pleased they're playing each other. I do think the Cowboys should, should win this. Um, still very early in the season. They've been scoring points, conceding points. Um, but I do think, uh, as I guess all teams do every game, it's a really strong point. It's a very Michael Owen point there where they've been scoring points, conceding points. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> scoring points and conceding points. To be fair, the Jets have only been conceding points. So in, that, <laughs> in that sense, they're doing better than that. But uh, both Cowboys, I agree, Tom. Yeah, uh, both Cowboys to win that one against the Browns. Uh, Bears, Colts. I think Nick Foles is fully into that Bears team now. Um, Philip Rivers is looking pretty comfortable in that Colts uniform. Um, but the Bears are the worst Norton 3 and 0 football. It's insane that they are 3 and 0. But I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, you're going to go Bears for Nick Foles. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, go Super Nick Foles. I'm going to go Colts to make it a little bit interesting. This will not be a game we will watch until no. we watch the highlights and just look, watch and see how good Nick Foles is still. Yep. Um, and probably marvel at some amazing <laughs> Agreed. Uh, the Rams stick in New York. Uh, unless you've written it our way around, Tom, in which case they're hosting the Giants. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Rams are, the Rams are at home. The Rams are at home. Well, the Rams host uh, a different team from New York. Obviously, they played the, the Bills last week. Now they're playing the Giants. Uh, and they are going to beat the Giants quite comfortably. <laughs> the Giants are a team in complete melt. Not, melt, not even meltdown, just kind of passive crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think Daniel Jones is going to be beat up a lot in this game. I think Aaron Donald has got his eyes firmly set on the young quarterback. Only, only quickly on that, could the Giants be fighting the Jets and possibly Bengals, Jaguars for that kind of first seed? Because the Giants, I think, could do with Trevor Lawrence even more than the Jets could. This is it. Trevor Lawrence is said to be this such a good player that yeah. suddenly teams with quarterbacks or teams that took quarterbacks recently are suddenly, have got to think, you know what, should, I, should we change our path? And yeah. you know what, a team that's done it really well Literally uh, realising a year later, Arizona. Yep, about to say Arizona, yeah. So, you know, it's, I don't think it's something GMs are afraid to do, especially after seeing how well it's worked out for Arizona. So, uh, even Miami took on Josh Rosen, gave it a year, didn't work, picked up to us. So, you know, there's definitely a chance. That there's no commitment, even though Jets have committed to Donald over the last three years. They don't have to stick with that quarterback. I don't think the Giants would pass out Trevor Lawrence at all, even less likely than the Jets. Um, if they had that first pick. Raiders, Bills. Uh, the Raiders obviously have looked very impressive at the start of the season, then lost to the Patriots. The Bills are also very impressive at the start of the season. I think this could be a really, really good game with two teams that don't get as much airtime um, as other markets possibly do. Um, but I've loved the Bills so far. Yeah, I think we're both going to pick the Bills, but I think we're only going to do it because we really enjoyed what we've seen. Yep. We haven't really taken that much notice of the Raiders, except for the sense that we think, oh, you're overachieving. 
Yep. So I, I think we're both going to go for the Bills here, but at the same time, this, this is a really hard game to call. There's yeah. some games that we absolutely drew Breeze through and yeah. said, obviously, 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 obviously. But this is, I think we could both be pretty, I could, I could easily see us both being upset on this occasion. Yep, and finally... Oh, okay, I'm going to go for the Raiders then, if I've said all that. Oh, no, no, yeah, you've, you've massively bigged up against your choice there. <laughs> Put it on the line, finally. I'm going to do it now, I'm 0-3. I'm, I'm the Falcons, man. Like... Uh, yeah, Packers, Falcons. Uh, look, I think it'll be so NFL right now. The charging Packers and the faltering Falcons who have been up in the last two games in the third quarter and then lost. The Falcons will somehow pick up a win here. And... I say all that. Do I have the balls to predict it? Oh, Tom's put it in. Tom's locked me in. Will Falcons. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a, yeah, no. a typo error, so you can correct it if you want to. Will, Will Falcons. No, no, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I do think they have a dark horse. I'm going to keep saying it until they get a win. Uh, and I think maybe the Packers, in the same way the Cardinals are brought down to earth, uh, the Rays are brought down to earth, they're not going to go unbeaten this year. Uh, and I'm going to say Will Falcons. There we go. We've said it. That's how we're going to end on. On that bombshell. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, in, 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 in typical Top Gear style uh, I'm going to put the Falcons I'm sure Tom you're saying the Packers are going to win uh, uh, that matchup and that, that rounds off our show we do Drew Brees but I hope you enjoy that because we don't want to dwell on Lions Saints or <laughs> Bengals, Bengals Jags too much um, and there are games like Jets Broncos that Tom wanted me to moan about so uh, I'm pleased that we, we got through that show in the way we did so obviously we're still isolated we'll be on this kind of slightly frustrating uh Zoom podcast set up for a while, um, but hopefully not for too long. Stay um, posted for the social media. Do, do stay posted. We're going to share it a lot. We'll share the new accounts on Facebook and then probably take one each. We'll just keep spamming them, to be honest. I think um, we're going to slam them. You know what? We've sent enough shit to each other. We could just yep. press retweet and away we go. Yeah, but we can definitely also share stories with our you know, opinions and then underneath WC or TL saying, Colin Howard, this is rubbish. Um, you know, we can definitely offer our opinions on that. So we should definitely get those started. And then we'll have more regular content throughout the week uh, as the NFL season continues. Tom, you have places to be. I have nowhere to be and we'll continue to wallow in my uh, isolation. Probably have some beers. <laughs> what, what, what else is there to do? Honestly, um, honestly, then, uh, night, which would have been first circle. We bid each other good night. Uh, we do, we do. And we will hear from you next week. Mahomes, timing route, down the sideline, it's caught, touchdown! Brady pumps, looking for Brown deep, and throwing for Brown. He's got it at the 30, the 20, the 